Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening, welcome to episode 51 of the Island Sports Talk Podcast, a painful one. Scott Hansen and Red Zone are done till next September. It's always a painful pill to swallow, but no more painful than the absolute egg the Colts laid on Sunday was. And we already knew the Vikings were eliminated last week, so Stern and myself have another season ending with hope that doesn't reward us. Hope is dangerous, people. Hope is very dangerous. But that does not prevent us from giving you an absolutely loaded, loaded episode. We recap our final season standings. You know, the beginning of the season, we predicted everything. Uh, we go over some bold predictions. We give our playoff brackets. And we we go over our clown teams as well. And even throw in a little, a little sprinkle of... College Football National Championship. Yeah, we did that. But it's a good one. It's loaded. So sit back, strap yourself, and enjoy. Time has come. NFL regular season is over, and um, our seasons are over. We'll yep. we'll get into the debacle soon enough, but this Depressing. is about to be absolutely extravagant. What's about to go down? This is gonna be this is gonna be the longest we've done. We've gone on since probably the very beginning of the year. Yep. So we got. It, it. Um, I mean, it's just crazy to think that it, eighteen weeks. Gone already. I mean, blink of an eye. Our seasons are done. Football's almost done. I mean, we're in the playoffs Saturday. We're halfway through the week. We're almost there. I mean, playoff football is here. I know. And it's absolutely it's gonna still be electric. Um we'll we'll get we'll get to it in a little, but this is we're gonna break this into two parts, but we'll we will make it two episodes. So this will be episode one of the night. There's going to be a long recording night for us. So the first one will be, you know, a recap of some regular season predictions, standing uh, predictions, and whatnot. We'll uh, go into our our teams a little. I feel like you more than I. Yeah. Um, and then I part two, <laughs> episode two for the night, we will finally revisit fantasy, do a full fantasy episode, and get into all of our predictions. And I... I I can't wait to go into that because some of them, <laughs> some of them, I have some pretty bad ones. I have some pretty bad ones, but I have some very good ones. So do I. So, we get to the sleepers. I'm proud of the sleepers a little. Yeah. Yeah. The sleepers so, are. When we get, when we get, but that's at the bottom. That's, that's in, that's in the next episode. So don't worry about that. We'll, we'll tease that near the end of this episode, start of the next one. But this one is all regular season talk, real football talk, no fantasy. Uh, so we'll start with this, our weekly picks. We ended it, you know, in tip in you know, appropriate fashion, just going very un, 
you know, not impressive eight and eight finish just to, you know, align so, with our two of both of our real teams. Uh, so it was it a really appropriate sense. finish. I feel like it just makes sense for us to finish both eight and eight. And uh, I should have gone absurd. I should have picked all opposite picks of you. I mean, still would have went eight and eight, but at least if I picked some of them here and there differently, maybe I could have caught pretty close to you, but uh, no, you, uh, you did good. And you know, next year I will be better. I'm not going to pick with any fandom. I'm not going to pick the team that I need to lose. So the Vikings can make the playoffs. I pure pickums, pure pickums. Yeah, and we'll we'll do a tally for like the next thirty years, and we'll see. We'll give ourselves a thirty a thirty year uh, pick'em record, and we'll see how we're, how we're doing. We'll see how much we really know. But I think we both. I'll have to look at you know when people do pick'em shows on NFL Network or ESPN if they show their actual records. I mean, one fifty five and one hundred one for you, sixty one percent, one sixty two ninety four for me. I feel like we both did not bad, not too not bad. bad. I mean, yeah, I'm- I think. We did well enough. I'm happy with it. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be room for improvement, which is about anything we do. But, yeah, it, it's a good place to start. I mean, it Especially shows that we when know you what include, we're talking about. There, there were some picks we definitely did on the sake of, you know, being, you know, our ego, our pride taking over where, you know, we have no business picking a team, but we do it just because, like, for a, a bunch of games we took with the Colts and the Vikings, you know, we poke, picked them solely because yeah. it kind of hurt not to. Uh, you know, some Lions upsets, some Giants upsets, you know, rather than, you know, going head over or or common sense over pride, you know, we, we let the pride take over. So if you strictly, but, but that's, not, that's not even possible. Sometimes you want to go out on a limb. But, you know, I, I took the throne there. Um, we don't have an official record for the 200-point lineup, but I just feel like going back, you had Jonathan Taylor a lot more frequently than I did. So I'm just going to assume you had more than me and i i do think you definitely did have more 200 point wins than me um it, so you, you won there but we both like, are losers <laughs> it's like a consolation prize because i mean we neither of us hit 200 points so it's like did we really win we didn't and, even uh, hit 180 it i don't even think i hit 170 the week i had uh Eckler, I think you hit 178 was your oh best. i did yeah okay okay so that's good but i mean you know what i'm going to put an asterisk next to this year because we didn't get a full 18 games of 200-point lineup. I mean, if you look back on it, if you guys were here with us this whole time, we only brought this in probably, what, halfway into the season, yeah. maybe a little under halfway. But, yeah, if we got 18 weeks. We- yeah, I feel like, I mean, maybe like week six or seven, I feel like we started, which still a ton of games, but, you know, a couple more tries maybe we would have gotten it. But, yeah, yeah. so, you know, we split there. Again, just perfectly mediocre, perfectly average on our side. And, you know, let's just jump right into it. We're going to start with the clown teams. So let's talk about something that's perfectly mm. mediocre. So Stern, start us off. I know you have a bunch more to say than I do. Well, I just want to apologize to everyone because this is probably going to be my longest segment. So anyone who's listening, sit down, relax, if you're driving. Pay attention, raise the volume. I'll do my best not to drag on. Uh, no cursing, which is shocking. Um, this year was a letdown. Uh, this year could uh, it could have been so much more and will always be the year of what ifs. What if Dalvin doesn't fumble? What if Greg Joseph kicks the field goal? What if the refs call the holding on uh, Thielen to end the game against the Browns? I mean, we can't play the what if game. We didn't make the playoffs. And we did not live up to expectations. 
The owners realized this and made the appropriate decision to move to move on for uh, to move on in a new direction. Um, I love Mike Zimmer. Um, I love him as a human being, and I did love him as a coach. I love what he's done to the uh, to the team over the years. And the best thing that has ever happened to Minnesota was the Minnesota Miracle. So I, I really do have to give him credit. I mean, that was my Super Bowl, and I'll forever be grateful to Mike Zimmer. But I'm going to remember him as the missed kick with Blair Walsh, Teddy's knee injury to ruin our season when we had to trade for Sam Bradford. I mean, those are things I'm going to remember him as not being able to win against uh, teams with winning records. I mean, Zimmer is supposed to be a defensive-minded genius, and it wasn't correlating on onto the field for the past two years. I mean, we didn't make the playoffs two years in a row. We had some of the worst defenses two years in a row, and it just wasn't working. And I'm happy the organization realized this, said, we're better than this. We need to make the decision now. Um, I wish nothing but the best for Mike Zimmer and his family and his future. I hope he becomes a defensive coordinator somewhere. I hope he's successful. I really love Mike Zimmer. Just as a head coach, it was time to move on. So Zimmer, good luck. Spielman. The firing of Spielman blew my mind. I actually thought he was going to be safe, and I'm extremely happy that the Wolves did not agree with me because they knew that this organization needed a uh, a breath of fresh air, getting a new GM, getting a new coach, and I love it. I mean, Spielman was stuck in his ways of trading down in the draft, getting more draft picks, drafting first-round busts who were not named Justin Jefferson. The trade before the season to give up a fourth-round pick for Chris Herden made no sense. Trading Mike Hughes, a former first-round pick to the Chiefs, for a seventh-round pick. And Mike Hughes, if you're paying attention to the Chiefs, has been killing it. He's been a phenomenal corner for the Chiefs, and that makes me sick to my stomach. He should have never been traded. I mean, Spielman's famous for drafting Jeff Gladney a year ago, who's no longer with the team because of off-the-field issues. Garrett Bradbury is center, who's been nothing special. And who could we forget? Laquan Treadwell. I mean, time and time again, I feel like he's been missing on first-round picks. Even this year, we traded down after having Elijah Vera Tucker fall into our laps. But no, he needed to trade down and get more picks. I mean, take the best offensive lineman available. He's a good offensive lineman now, and I would have been happy to have him. Yes, we do have Christian Derrissaw and Kalamon and Wyatt Davis, but none of those things really make sense if the player is not good that we draft. So, Wilfs, you guys made a good decision starting fresh in both areas. Um, I don't know who I want to replace them, but what I do know is that I want an offensive-minded head coach because Zimmer's years with his offensive coordinators were brutal. Started out with North Turner, who was stuck in the past. He didn't know how to use Cordell Patterson. He ended up getting fired midway through the year. Pat Shermer was good enough as an offensive coordinator to go be a head coach for the Giants, where he failed. John DiFilippo was a nightmare until we fired him. Kevin Stefanski was too good, and he left us for the Browns. Gary Kubiak retired on us after a year. And now his son, Clint Kubiak, who's nothing special. I mean, the offense just changing. Over and over during Teddy's time, Case Keenum's time, Kirk Cousins. There's no stability. I need stability. I know the same thing can happen to a defensive coordinator, or uh, unless you get like a Wade Phillips or soon to be Vic Fangio, who won't take another head coaching job. So get an offensive-minded head coach. That is the answer. Um, For general manager, I wish George Patton, who left us last year for the Broncos, never left. Um, I would be entirely shocked if the Vikings took someone from the Cowboys scouting department and their offensive coordinator, Callum Moore, to be our head coach. And I'd be fine with that. 
a young off or a young head coach. Let's see what can happen. I mean, I think this franchise can completely flip personnel wise because a new GM will make this his team, and this team is very much still Rick Spielman. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited for change. And the only thing I fear is that we become the Detroit Lions after they fire Jim Caldwell. They were a mediocre team that was just barely making the playoffs, and the Lions thought they could take the leap by getting a new head coach, and they became one of the worst teams in the league. That scares me. Change scares me. But I need to be better accepting change and having hope again. Now that I got personnel out of the way and the gloominess, let's get excited. The Vikings didn't start off Sunday well, but we sure as hell finished hot as hell. I feel 10 times better going into this offseason with that win than if we lost and got a better draft pick. I don't care about that. I'm happy we finished on a high note. All three of our receivers played well, scoring touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, he's 22 years old, one of the best receivers in the league. KJ Osborne, he's 24 and he's blossoming into a number two and number three wide receiver. Amir Smith-Marset is 22. We just drafted him. Two touchdowns this year, finished the year or finished last game with one touchdown. He's going to be a bright spot being our number three. We have a very young, good wide receiver room, not including Thielen because I don't know what the future is with Thielen. I love him. I love him more than anything. He's almost the longest tenure Viking. He is the Vikings in a nutshell, and I hope he stays, but with the money he's being paid, he's 31. We got young guys. I don't know. Got a young offensive line. Dalvin Cook isn't going anywhere, and I'll try my best to make this brief. Kirk Cousins. What do we do about Kirk Cousins? The questions around him, I could probably make an entire episode about, but I'll make it as brief as possible. Give Kirk another chance. I believe the mediocrity surrounding him and his stigma was related to the offensive line being mediocre and having the coach that he had. Give him an offensive-minded coach who understands him and let him ball. Build an offensive line, build a whole new defense, ride with Kirk because I think he's the best viable option this year. And unless you're trading for Russell Wilson, you're signing uh, Rodgers, that's it. I mean, I believe we re-sign him, reduce his cap uh, cap hit, keep him on the team. And thank you everyone for bearing with me, letting me get that all out. And if you disagree with me, if you think you have a better Viking take, let's get some discussions going on Twitter. You could tweet me <laughs> underscore Mike. So I could hear what you guys are talking about. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear what your guys' take is on the Vikings. And thank you. That wasn't too bad. That was only like, it was only like a seven minute diatribe. That wasn't too bad. Um, mine will be shorter because, uh, I'm going to save more of my thoughts post the whole season. And quite frankly, because they don't really, the Colts don't deserve much time of day right now. I mean, that was the only appropriate words are like humiliating, embarrassing, and, and horrific was, was what Sunday was. I mean, they were touchdown favorites in both of their final two games. You only needed to win one. You lost both. Uh, the Raiders won. All right, you lost by a game-winning field. Well, the Raiders are in the playoffs. But, I mean, someday there there is no excuse. And Wentz played as bad as you could play, obviously. Uh, so he could, you know, definitely deserves a lot of blame as the quarterback. But if it wasn't a complete meltdown by all 53 people who set foot on the field and everyone on the coaching staff, then it, w- it would be easier to just only look at him. But everyone, no one showed up. No one showed up on Sunday. The Colts were 15 and a half point favorites and lost by 15. That's all you really need to know how Sunday went. From the first drive, like I was uneasy. I was like, they're going to lose this game. There was no urgency after that first sack, third and 12. 
I mean, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence looked like how you would have wanted Trevor Lawrence to look. And it was a classic Matt Eberflus game. You know, some, he'll have like four or five amazingly scripted games a year where the defense is flying. But this is him, his vanilla defense, where it's just high completion percent. And you just hope you get home. And that you just don't get home. You're screwed. The offense was dead. Got offense line got bullied. And it's just humiliating. It's a humiliating loss for a team that looked like they were going to be a force in the playoffs. And this has just got to be a mental thing in this organization, which is pathetic considering the Jaguars have four wins in the last two years and half of them are at the hands of the Colts, which is just, that's just not acceptable. That's humiliating. Um, Both games in Jacksonville the last two years, they've been outscored by a total of 22 points. They only beat the Jags by 14 in the season finale last year. They only beat them by like seven if even that much, it might have been only been five. I think it was 21 to 16 maybe this year. They don't blow the Jags out. I mean, the, the Jags lost 50 to 10 last week and then looked like a team that was ready to make the playoffs this week. So just humiliating. Uh, I don't really have too much more to say. I'm not even going to go over any bright spots because there's no silver lining. The, they didn't look ready. Like you knew what was at stake and not a soul on that team looked ready. You would have thought, you know, going down, I think it was 13 to three. At halftime, you're like, all right, I mean, this is still a really bad team. You should be able to come out in the second half. They return the opening kickoff and fumble. Now they recovered it, that's fine. But then two plays later, they fumbled again. So I don't even I, – I guess I, – my thing is I think this team got too high on themselves. They were hearing after that Arizona game how good they were, how dangerous they'll be, and then fell flat on their faces. So it's brutal. Uh, I'll have an overall season review after the Super Bowl to go over bright spots because there was definitely some bright spots. But Jim Irsay, for the first time, sounded like blunt and stern when it comes uh, – stern, no pun intended <laughs> – uh, to changes being made. Uh, and we'll see. It the, the Carson Wentz discussion is very legitimate. We'll see. Obviously, they didn't like how he flamed out the past two weeks. Uh, and And I've been texting you. You already know where I'm going here. If I'm talking about any change that must be made, that's almost too too makes almost too much sense. Matt Eberflus, we've seen the highs and lows of his defense. His defense has reached its ceiling. I don't think you're going to get much more from him. You get Vic Fangio, cut ties with Matt Eberflus. He's not even a Frank Reich guy. This was a guy brought in by Josh McDaniels, who obviously has not coached a second for the Colts. Uh if you really want to transform this defense, get Vic Fangio, please. I think this defense, you know, it doesn't have as as much, you know, weapons as the, those Bears defenses had. But I'm just looking at, you know, they had Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. Uh, the Colts have Darius Leonard and DeForest. Wait. Those are two stars at the linebacker yeah. and def- defensive line positions. You oh, you guys uh, got. You guys got good players on that defense. The defense should yeah. be better. There's no reason why it's not better. You get Nick Mangio. You get I mean, Brian Flores. I mean, the sky's Kenny the limit. Isaiah Rogers took a leap, and that's a guy who I was excited about way, way back. I'm sure you've seen some tweets of me patting myself on the back for that. And Rock Yassine, I mean, I, I get again, I said I wasn't going to get into the positives, but for the sake of the Fangio discussion, I will. I mean, Rock Yassine has turned his career around. I mean, this was a career-saving year for Rock. The past two years, brutal. How much did I talk about how much I would have rather had A.J. Brown over him? Now, I still would if you want to look at the whole body of work. But corner takes some time, and Rock was quite a quite 
a quite good corner this year. So, you know, just be honest. He, he played well. You got three corners there that you got something with. And then Julian Blackman and Kari Willis, solid um, safety duo. Quiddy pay on the line. So I think if you get a guy like Fangio, who, you know, just insane defensive mind. I mean, the Broncos defense wasn't the problem the past two years. The Bears, those were Super Bowl defenses with the Bears. Super Bowl defenses that got wasted. Um, even the offense as it is right now would still be a better offense probably than anything he worked with in Chicago, and I'm sure they'll make some um, improvements. But that's the one change I really want to see made. I don't want to. I don't want to get my hopes up too high. But if you really want change, Jim Irsay, Chris Ballard, that's a move I think is a slam dunk. I think the personnel is similar enough. Um, I don't know why their safety's name is completely escaping me, but I like I'll line up Julian Blackman. Who's the Bears? Who? Who? Are you you talking about on the Broncos, Justin Simmons, or you talking about the Colts? No, no, not Justin Simmons. The Bears. Oh, the Bears. Eddie Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You got Eddie Jackson. You know Julian Blackman, Kari Willis, similar kind of player, uh, or just in the sense that they're a productive safety. The Colts have two solid safeties just at each level of the defense you know I could see comparisons to those Bears defenses so I think you know people know there's talent on this Colts defense you know they were second in the league in takeaways um and I think Fangio really helps I think he could help get Quiddy pay home and I just think it's time for a change there over anything I mean the offense really in three of the four years besides the percent year hasn't been the issue clearly there are some improvements that must be made but I think defense really has seen its peak you get Fangio in there let's do it so humiliating end to the season unacceptable end to the season Jim Irsay you know and his message obviously doesn't sound happy but you know we'll see what happens we'll get to a whole season in review after the Super Bowl but that closes my take on those fools on the clowns. It's rough. I mean, just rough, man. Neither of us are making the playoffs. Um, expectations are there. Um, just when I thought that the Chargers were the AFC version of the Vikings, I felt like the Colts were the AFC version again. I mean, we lost to the Lions. You guys losing to the Jags. Granted, you guys had a lot more at stake than us, but. Yeah, we, we thought, got, you know, the paths were changing, but. Yeah. <laughs> As week 18 concludes, nope, they are in they fact quieted. still the AFC ver- the AFC version of the Vikings. Yeah. There's, there's a lot I want to ask, but we'll save that for after the Super Bowl with the future of the Colts and kind of the questions I have. So we'll tease that to what's yeah. coming when football season is over. So while we're still on the topic of the Vikings and the Colts, it's now official. The opponents were leaked. And we were – I just pat us on the back. We were three weeks early on this. Oh, yeah, you knew a, it. Just you like it. on a hunch. And the opponents are set. The Colts are – playing in minnesota uh the the opponents for each team are like known league-wide uh and now we just do the waiting game because that's our sad fanhood we don't have a playoff run to look forward to so now it's the waiting game we get through free agency in the draft and then we get to the schedule release and please so help me god let us go to this game please we need it we need it we gotta we got to pray that it falls on a weekend that we're both free because we deserve this. This is the universe giving us this game back that we should have went to two years ago in Indianapolis. This is what we got. We need to make this happen. Please, football gods, scheduling gods, help us. 
And like I was talking to uh, another friend of mine who's a Vikings fan. Again, he's, this is the man that I said is going to be you in like 20 to 30 years. Uh, I mean, obviously it doesn't jump off the page as a matchup, but even as a Thursday night game, I mean, they're two fun offenses still. John oh, Taylor, yeah. Pittman, that offensive line, you know, Darius Leonard, Buckner, Justin Jefferson, whoever is I mean, <laughs> throwing him the ball. Whoever's even on the team next year with a new GM, who knows? But it's going to yeah. be good football. So maybe we I like a th- Thursday night or Monday night honestly would be blessings, but I I think Sunday would obviously be the most ideal. But in terms of working around a weekend, you know. Maybe those two days could work. I, w- I would just love a night game. I mean, Monday night, I would, that would kind of suck because you got to take off Monday, Tuesday. But if we could do like a Sunday night football, I mean, I know Thursday you would have to take off Thursday, Friday. But something about Thursday just seems electric to me, and I don't know why. Yeah, that would be great. great. <laughs> that would be, that'd be sick. Luck. But we just, we're just counting down to that. No, we're owed this. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Little, the little appetizers are out of the way. Get to the time. We'll try to make this as brief as possible without sounding, without droning on. So uh, we'll do. We'll go division at a time. Uh, I'll start first. So the final standings for the NFC East: Cowboys, Eagles, Washington Football Team, Giants. Um, how many teams did you get right, and did you get any records right? I got so far one. I got the Giants in last place. I had them at five and twelve. They finished at four and thirteen. I was generous. Okay, so I only got the Cowboys correct when in the division, um, and I got Washington in third correct. Giants okay. and Eagles flipped, but I got no records in the division correct. Yeah, I don't think I got any records correct either. Nope, I did not. Okay. All right, NFC North. Think we're both too good here. Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. I'm just gonna assume you got all four correct. All four correct. Patterns on the back. We uh, that was the obvious. I mean, we yeah. talked about this in a couple of episodes. Ago. This was the easiest one to predict. As much as I'm a Viking humper, we knew the Packers were going to win the division, and uh, unfortunately enough, I had him at fourteen and three. But thank you, Lions, for beating them in the final se- or final game of the regular season, making them 13-4, and four, because now I have no one correct. And Detroit, you guys suck for tying, because I had you at 4-13, and 13, but nope, 3-13-1. and one. So I had the Packers at 12-5, and five, so I was I was not generous to them. I was generous to the Vikings. I put them at 10-7. and seven. I was very – I was I put them at 11-6. and six. I was extremely generous. But, you know, that was, that was definitely the easiest one. I know you'll be patting yourself on the back here. Uh, NFC West, it goes as Rams, Cardinals, Niners, and the last place, Seattle Seahawks. There's there's not even patting myself on the back. It's I got the records correct, and I got the order correct. I got the Rams 12 and 5. They were 12 and 5. I got the Cardinals 11 and 6. They were 11 and 6. I got San Fran 10 and 7. Are you serious? They, they were 10 and 7. The only thing I got wrong was Seahawks 8 and 9. They went seven and ten. Could you imagine wow. if I got all four correct? That pat myself on the back. That's that's no, no, that's still insane. So I only got the Rams correct. Didn't get any records here correct. Uh, then I had the Niners in second at eleven and six. Seattle at 
10 and 7 in third, and then Arizona in last at 9 and 8. I mean, I wasn't still too far up. They had two more wins than I predicted for the Cardinals, but again, only the Rams correct and no records correct. So now for the South, this one it looked like it was easy for a while, but those two teams at the bottom, you know, they're frisky teams. So it goes as Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina. So how many teams did you get correct? I got all four correct. Yeah. I uh I got the Bucks thirteen and four. They were thirteen and four. I got the Saints nine and eight. They went nine and eight. So I'm two for two there. And then Falcons, I did have his bounce back year, which somehow they went seven and ten. I had him at eight and nine. And then the Panthers in last place, they finished five and twelve, but I had him at seven and ten. So, yeah. so half I, correct on uh on the records, but four for four in standings. Tampa I had at twelve and five. They surpassed it. I had the Saints at nine and eight, and I I honestly think this is the only team I got correct with the record and and the place. Um. I had Carolina at seven and ten and third, and then Atlanta in last. But I mean, Atlanta—I don't know how they like survived they, this season. They just sneakily won games. They were—they they're such a horrible team to watch play, but somehow they just turned out wins. I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. So, who did you have as the wild card order? Oh, I had—it's Arizona Niners Eagles. I had the Cardinals first, the Vikings second, and the 49ers third. So I I definitely had them out of order, but I texted you this. I had six of the seven uh, NFC wildcard spots predicted correctly, not in order, but just the teams uh, correct. The only one I was wrong on was the Vikings and the Cowboys. So if you replace those, I would have been a perfect seven for seven. Yeah, I I was five for seven. I got all division winners correct. I got the Niners correct as the sixth seed. Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Yeah. No. Okay. So I messed this up because I had them bolded because they were the only wildcard team I had correct. I had the Niners as the five seed, the Seahawks as the sixth seed, and then the Giants as the seventh seed. So Yikes. in a bizarre world, actually, no, it was uh, Minnesota as the last seed. Yeah. I remember you switching it to Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The only wildcard team I even got right was San Fran. So I went five or seven with playoff teams with only one record correct. Great start. Okay, you want to take the AFC? AFC, we got Buffalo Bills in first, New England in second, the Miami Dolphins in third. I can't believe they fired Brian Flores, and the Jets in fourth. How do you how'd you stack up? Okay, so I had the Bills in first, the Dolphins in second the Patriots in third, and then the Jets in last. So I only got two right, and obviously no records correct. I uh, I missed out on the Bills. I did have the Bills in first. I did have the Patriots in second. I did have Miami in third, and I did have the Jets in fourth. So it's another four for four, and I did have Miami's record correct at nine and eight. God. Huh. <laughs> so far, so good. This is where it gets ugly. If, yeah, if we just pretend hard, that this division – if this doesn't exist, I was killing it this year. But the AFC North, the Bengals in first, Pittsburgh Steelers in second, Cleveland in third, and somehow with the tie, Baltimore in fourth, which really sucks because if Lamar Jackson was healthy, who knows what would have happened, but yeah. it happens. I kind of was like selfishly just to make fun of myself, I wish 
Cleveland came in last because then I would have had the division, right, if you flipped it over. I had Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and then the Bengals in last. So Pittsburgh, I was like, I'll give myself, you know, 20% correct credit here. I had them in third, which obviously was wrong. I did have them with nine wins, though. The end of the season with nine wins. I had them with nine and eight. So, you know, I'll give myself, you know, partial credit there. Half I'll, pat. Give, I, I'll, I'll give it a, a, a Dumbledore clap. There. there we go. Yeah. I uh, The only thing I had correct, I mean, I had the Bengals in last place. I didn't think they were going to be doing what they're doing, and good for them for doing it. Um, I did have the Steelers in second. It was a late switch up that yeah, uh, that I made while doing it. Um, I had them at 10 and 7. I mean, it's hard to predict the tie, but it happens. And, uh, yeah, the weird Ravens coming in last for that tiebreaker sucks because if they were third, I would have gotten them correct. But it is what it is. Only one I'll take. So um, this one I felt like was pretty easy to predict the winner. Then everything else is kind of weird. Yeah, everything else was ridiculous after. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole season, just this division made no sense. Uh, Kansas City first, the Las Vegas Daniel Carlson second, uh, Los Angeles Chargers third, and the Denver Broncos in last place. How'd you stack? I had the Chiefs in first, like pretty much every normal human. 14 and three, they didn't reach that. Same. Chargers in second, probably should have came in second. I had Denver in last, and yep. Vegas at seven and uh, Denver in third, and then Vegas in last at seven and ten. and. But on Vegas, they shocked a lot of people. Yeah, and they they continue to shock me because I still can't mentally fathom that they're in the playoffs. But Kansas City in first for me, the record doesn't even matter. I had them at 14-3 and three as well. Chargers in second, that did not happen. Raiders in third, but I did get the Broncos in last place collect, uh, correct. So that's good. So uh, This one I also felt. AFC South, I felt, was almost a sure thing. I mean, other than the Jaguars and the Texans. I mean, yeah, I guess it was kind of difficult, but Tennessee Titans in first, Indianapolis in second, Houston in third, and the Jacksonville Jaguars in last. Um, How'd you do? Uh, I didn't get a single one right here. Uh, (laughs) I had the Colts winning the division, the Titans in second, the Jags in third, and I thought the Texans were going to be disgraceful this year i had them at two and 15 i know you had them at one win and they just were not that so i got nothing right there i got tennessee in first and the colts in second i uh i'm looking at my notes about the colts and i have them saying that they were going to beat the jags to go into the playoffs (laughs) and i that did not age well so we're gonna move on because that's not age well at all yep and the wild card, we got the Raiders somehow are a higher seed than the Patriots. The Raiders, Patriots, and then the Steelers are the seventh seed. How'd you look there? Uh, Baltimore is the fifth seed, Chargers as the sixth seed, and Titans as the seventh seed. I got two division winners correct, three total playoff teams correct. So out of the 14 teams, I got eight teams correct. Pathetic. Good. I got Pathetic. Uh, three... Three out of the four division winners, the Bengals just being that one. And then I did not have the fifth and sixth seeds correct, but I did have the Steelers being the last seed in the uh, wild card. So somehow I was correct there. Don't know how, but uh, it ended up working. Yeah, so that's how our – and, you know, predictably I didn't do great. I didn't think I was going to, but you seemed to have a solid 
bearing on it. But predicting records is kind of just, you know, extra credit. That's so hard to do. I I got a – that NFC West, I I got to really – Give myself credit. Three of the four and then four of the four position correctly. That was that was nice. That felt good. Yeah, no, that was that was absurd. Uh but all right, yeah, that's how the standings are looking. So to the playoffs now. We'll start we'll start with the AFC playoffs. Um like I said, I only got three of these teams <laughs> correct. So, but I mean it I can't say of the seven that are in it, you know, five of them I, I could understand. But, you know, the Raiders and and the Bengals no, that, are the ones the that AFC didn't piss, The AFC pisses me off so much. The Chargers and Colts not being in the playoffs is criminal. Steelers fans, I'm sorry, Nami. I don't think you guys should be in the playoffs. I know it's Big Ben's last hurrah. I get it. I don't know. I don't I don't like it. The Raiders Still don't love it, but it is what it is. It's it's the card that we got handed and the way that we have to look at this now. And yeah, and when I say like I'm surprised at, you know, these teams, this was this is what I'm saying, you know, based on the preseason look. Obviously, watching the majority of the season, you know, by week five, the Bengals were like looking like, oh, this this is a team. And the Steelers, no. So I guess if you want to like look at it at the how the season went. Steelers are definitely the most surprising team in the AFC to sneak their way in. Vegas, it like doesn't make sense how they just have been doing it week in and week out. But I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, the slate on Saturday, I'm excited for. Uh, but how it stands, um, Titans are the one seed, and the matchups are Chiefs versus Steelers. Um, which that's a Sunday game. I don't. I'm not sure which time that game is. Uh, but Bills Patriots is the Saturday night game. Thank God that game should be incredible. Uh, and then, it might not be. This wow. Saturday is supposed to be the coldest day of the week in Buffalo at 10 degrees with 11 mile per hour winds. And it's a night game. This game is going to be frigid. Good. So and then the four o'clock ESPN classic Bengals Raiders, which makes sense <laughs> because classic. those are just two. Those are, those are two teams that, you know, you always – when the Bengals were making their runs with Andy Dalton, they were always the first wild card game. The Raiders, the one time they made it this decade, they were the first wild card game. But both these teams are exciting than any other, you know, renditions of you know past teams. This is a very exciting Bengals team, a very exciting Raiders team. Um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Story's exciting. The fact that they just keep. Yeah, I guess when you compare them to the Bengals, obviously they're not very exciting, but intriguing. It's a good story. Uh, so here's what we'll do. Um, we'll predict each matchup from here. I did send you a bracket. I don't know if you were able to fill it out yet, but that's how we'll track how we do. Uh, um, okay, I I literally made a bracket myself and filled it out and just <laughs> went by like high. Oh, yeah, I did way too much math trying to figure this out. So now realizing what you sent me, that makes the world of difference. And oh yeah, it took me two minutes. Yeah, this took me way too long. long. (laughs) This took me way too long to figure out. So I am so mad at myself. Uh, I what we'll do is rather than the weekly picks, because you know, if one of our, it's just well, we want to change it up. You know, the weekly picks is a regular season thing. We're doing bracketology here. 
So Titans one seed, they're good for now. Chiefs, Steelers, who do you have? I have I, I do believe this is gonna be Big Ben's last game. I just I can't see it. He said they have no chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. I can't believe he said that. I mean, good for him, but I just can't see an outcome where the Chiefs lose this game. I think the Chiefs win twenty seven to eighteen in advance. Smart, smart, smart. Um I also have the Chiefs. I, I can't <sighs> spread is so high too. I can't see Ah man, this stuff. It's not the game isn't tough, obviously. I'm going with the Chiefs, but I'm just trying to make a score. That's where it's that's where the tough thing is. I'm gonna say the Chiefs I think the Steelers defense will show up. I think the Chiefs win twenty seven to thirteen. The and the Steelers get some some pity points. All right, so I got them at 27 to 18, 27 13. Okay. Uh Patriots and Buffalo. Uh I, I think it's just gonna be the environment. I don't know what to expect here. I I mean they split the regular season one and one. And I think that the Bills should advance. And they were my uh preseason Super Bowl team, but I feel it in my gut, and I'm sorry, Buffalo Bills fans. Wow. Deeply deeply apologize i think that the patriots stun you guys and win 17 to 12 in your home in wow. your home wow that is at that 17 to 12 yep what is that <laughs> that is two touchdowns and missed uh, uh failed two-point conversions and missed field goals or missed extra okay, have no fear buffalo i am here uh that was madness i i think you know I don't think we need to be swept up in the allure of this Bill Belichick lore. I mean, the Bills literally did make the AFC Championship game last year. Uh, they went into their house, you know, did what they needed to do. They're back home where, you know, they want revenge because the last time the Chiefs were – or the last time the Patriots were there, we saw what happened. But that was a fluke game. That was a fluke weather game. I think the Bills will win. I think it'll be close for the first, like, three, three and a half quarters. And then, you know, the final seven, eight minutes, Josh Allen takes this game over, does what he needs to do, and gets Buffalo a victory that they will just, you know, absolutely salivate yeah, over. They'll burn the town. The they'll burn, they'll the, burn the city down. Well, I'm going to take Buffalo 24, New England 20. No, nice. no, no, no. 24-16. Wow. Even brutal. I, you know... I, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see Buffalo win. I just the same weather conditions that uh, the Patriots won the first time. I, I don't think it's as crazy. I think it's just going to be really cold, but I don't think it's going to be as windy. Like eleven mile per hour winds aren't anything to mess around with. But like the wind during that game wasn't it like in the wasn't it like in the thirties? I don't remember. I just know I that definitely game. don't think it was a madness. Definitely more than eleven. I um. So the Raiders at the Bengals. Um, you said it pretty perfectly. I mean, it has potential to be a really good game, but something's telling me the Bengals are going to advance 28 to 24. Yeah, so this game, I think the intrigue with it is because you really don't know what to expect. Yeah. Oh, Eric it's, Carr it's, it's, has no, never no. played in the playoff game. The one year they made the playoffs when they when you know he had his insane season in 16, he was hurt. Uh, and the Bengals – you know, there's probably not many people on this roster who've played in a playoff game, so this could sneakily be the game of the week. Last year, Bills Patriot, uh, Bills Colts, <laughs> you could argue was one of the best games of the entire postseason. So this is a good matchup, and this is going to be a little bit of a stunner. 
I'm taking I'm taking the Raiders to go into into Cincinnati, and I just think this will. I think the Raiders wow. that team that you know finds themselves to get one win. You know they get the matchup, even though the Bengals looked electric, no experience whatsoever. So for both teams, experience wise, this is ideal. Uh, but I think the Raiders go into Cincinnati, and I think they're going to win it on the leg of your boy. He's kicked a few game winners already. In the, he's kicked game winners the last two weeks. Man is cold-blooded, and I think the Raiders win. Stunning. Stunning. The, the Bengals, 26-24. That will, that will really turn... That'll just turn the whole table over. But I knew I needed to pick a road team. Uh, so I and I, I just don't see the Patriots or Chiefs winning. Could you repeat your your score one more time? So I had the Bengals. Uh, uh, I, I scroll down. I got the Bengals winning twenty to twenty four. I do think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be competitive. Yeah, I, think be I, just, game. I think the Bengals win. Okay, so that, there's our there's the wild card round for us. So. Okay, you're gonna. All right, now now we're gonna have to drift out ourselves <laughs> because I can't do. So you have your bracket in front of you, right? I have everything in front. Okay, of Okay, good. All right, so then that brings us to the divisional round, and that would slate for me. Okay, so I'll, I'll just I'll just go. Divisional round would be Titans versus Raiders, Chiefs versus Bills. Obviously, that Titans versus Raiders game. Just looking at those names, that's gross, and I think it would be an ugly game. Uh. Not not that it would be a blowout, but I just think it wouldn't be a pretty game. Not nearly as good as this Raiders Bengals game could be. But I think the Titans, you know, would win. I think Tarek Henry makes his return, and I think the Titans win that game. I don't have a score for you because I don't know. We'll do scores. We'll do scores next week with the actual games when our brackets are inevitably destroyed. But I'll have okay. the Titans getting to the AC Championship for the second time in three years. Wow, wow, wow. That's good. Do you, do you want to do your other game too? Rattle them both off together? Or you want me to do Oh, yeah, them? I forgot I have two. Silly me. Chiefs-Bills, I think the Bills go into Arrowhead for the second time this year. Win, get their revenge from last playoffs. Sets up with Bills-Titans rematch from Monday Night Football earlier this year. And I got Bills-Titans in the AFC Championship game. Wow. Wow. So we, just so everyone knows, we have completely – Different games, different matchups, different AFC, everything. So mine is the Patriots at the Titans. And call me crazy. I could see this game going either way, but I think that the Patriots stun wow. the Titans on the road. Tom Brady going. is not the quarterback for the Patriots anymore. I just want you to know that. They are going to the AFC. He is not. Tom game. Brady is on the Bucks. He is not on the Patriots. I just want to remind you. I have the Patriots being the Titans. I I'm, I'm not going to call it a choke by the Titans. I no, just could. I I think it's going to happen. I, th- I know I, Derrick I, I, Henry's going to be healthy. There's nothing I want more than for them to implode in the divisional round. Nothing I want more. I hope. So I got the Patriots winning the Titans, and then I got the Bengals at the Chiefs, a rematch of a couple weeks ago, and I think the tables turn. Like now that the Chiefs are home, they beat the Bengals. Uh, I got scores. I, I won't say them, but I do think that the Chiefs beat the Bengals. And my AFC championship is a rematch from a couple of years ago. Patriots at the Chiefs. Tom Brady is not on the Patriots anymore. I just want to remind you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I got Titans-Bills. And obviously, you know, I'm not picking the Titans to win further from here. 
this is going to backfire, but, you know, I had Bills, Rams at the beginning of the season, and my bracket, spoiler alert, will, you know, indicate that pick. So I got Bills making amends for their run ending in the AFC Championship game last year, and the Buffalo Bills going back to the Super Bowl. So for the first time in I, – I don't know the math off my head, God, but the first forever. time in a while. I, uh, I like that you say true. I mean – I did have the Bills as my preseason uh, my pick, but I didn't just want to pick to get the Bills there just so I could be right with my preseason pick. I I based my picks off of what I think is going to happen right now if I didn't make that preseason pick. So that's fair. That's probably the better way to do it. But realistically, this is also how I kind of see the AFC going. Like, oh, yeah. I legitimately believe these things. The NFC, maybe not so much. Uh, NFC is going to be nuts. So, all right. So we got our. Do we have our winners? Yeah, I said the Chiefs are going to win, and the Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick. You got right the Chiefs now. beating the Patriots. Yes. So you you have the Bills, and I have the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, not bad. Okay. NFC playoffs. So Packers are the one seed once again. Uh, Bucks Eagles is the two seven. That's on Sunday. Cowboys Niners is. Th- um, I think the Cowboys Niners is also the Nickelodeon game, which is odd because that just doesn't make sense. But that's also on Sunday, and then Rams Cardinals is the Monday night game, which we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, so Packers are chilling this week. Bucks Eagles, who do you got? So I actually think that the your Eagles. Eagles let me let me reemphasize your Philadelphia Eagles. My Philadelphia Eagles. I got the the banner behind me. I got Nick Spano and Ben Charles III on speed dial. We're going to party it up. Um, no, I, I do think that the Eagles are going to give the Bucks a little run for their money, but I think the Bucks are going to end up winning 30 to 28. Wow. You got it coming all the way down to the wire. I also think this will be a sneaky, maybe not good game. I don't think it'll be like a pretty game, but a, a sneaky close game. But I think Brady will pull away in the end. Um I think the and the Bucks are starting to get healthy too. Shaq Barrett coming back now off the COVID list. Uh, I think it's been a nice season for the Eagles. Zero and six against teams that are in the playoffs. Yeah, so not going to bode well. This is obviously defending champs. Their formula can only work for so long. I know they're great at running the ball, but I think this, this you know, defense Vita is Bay, very good. It's very hard to run against Vita Bay, Shaq yeah. Barrett. Devin White going to be very hard to run against that defense. They're going to dare, they're going to dare Jalen Hurts to beat them with his arm. Devin White will probably be spying him all game, and he's probably one of the few linebackers that could just go stride for stride with basically any quarterback. It's going to be very tough for the Eagles to win this game, and I got the Bucks winning twenty-seven to seventeen. Boom, Cowboys Niners. This will be this is. This is my pick for the game of the weekend. I think this game is going to be insane. I think this game is going to be insane, and I actually think the Cowboys are going to win off a Jimmy G interception to lose the game. I feel it. I feel like this is Jimmy G's hurrah, like, hey, I'm the quarterback of this team. I can't believe you drafted Trey Lance. I'm going to go out there and ball. And In doing so, he's going to throw that game-losing interception. Believe it or not, even with saying that, I do think that the Cowboys are only going to win 24-19. to Weirdly low scoring, but I'm probably going to be wrong. I could see this game being like 35-30, to but 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but I, I got the Niners. The Cowboys. I got the Niners going into Dallas. Stunt. I'm not the only people that really would be stunned would be Cowboys fans and and Jer- and Jerry, who said now that they're healthy, it's got to be a Super Bowl bust. Of course it does. You just paid your quarterback just inhumane amounts of money. But I got the Niners going into Big D, pulling it out. I mean, this is so many times, you know, when you when you proclaim a team in like week 15 or 16, the team no one wants to play, you know, that's always too early. And that's kind of what happened with the Colts. I feel like they probably peaked too early. The Niners are legitimately the embodiment of that. They're in the playoffs now. Yeah. Of all 14 teams, who true – yeah, of all 14 teams that's in there and, you know, of the six wild cards, who truly wants to play them? Far scarier than the Eagles, far scarier than the Cardinals, scarier than the Steelers, scarier than the Raiders, and scarier than the Patriots. I mean, this is a team that has made the Super Bowl quite recently. I know the Patriots did, but obviously there's many different factors there. Duh. But they're back to playing that brand that, you know, teams don't like. They will just keep running at you. Down 17-0 to the Rams. They kept running. They just kept running, and it worked. Debo, I think, is going to get a lot of action. Trayvon Diggs, let's see what you got. George Kittle, I mean, he's been silent after that insane run. I think he's due for an explosion. Uh, I think this will be a high-scoring game. You know, a, a throwback playoff rivalry. You know, they haven't played since 94 in the playoffs, and that was an amazing playoff rivalry, obviously, before we were born, so we didn't even get to uh experience that but this will be a nice throwback and i got the niners winning 34 to 30 jimmy g game winning drive i'm gonna flip it on you and then yeah we'll see Never holy mind. shit i don't want to tease myself okay so we have i got jimmy g with a game ending interception you got him with a game winning drive yeah jimmy g we got a lot riding on your shoulders yeah I hope they do some two quarterback sets with Trey Lance. Get him out there. <laughs> really confuse the Cowboys. So before we get like into the score and the breakdown of this game, it being on a Monday, just what? How? Come on! How much? I get it. It's, it'll be a whole day just for this game. I'm sure the ratings will be amazing. But how much better are the ratings going to be on Monday night? I mean, I guess as a prime time slot rather than you know. Middle of the day, Saturday, but just, but again, it's a, it's proof that the NFL doesn't care about player player safety. They only care about money. How are you going to give teams a short week in the playoffs? How, how are you going to do that? And I don't I know. Don't, how yeah, I don't. I don't. The schedule you know must align to where the winner of this game has to play Sunday. They can, you cannot make them play Saturday. They have to play Sunday. It's all about money. That's all it's, it's about. All, they're going to see this Monday night, nothing else on TV, Martin Luther King Day. They're going to ride this game so hard. They're going to get viewers. They are. Oh, I mean, I we're think this watch might be it. obviously going to watch it, but yeah. like the player safety is just such a laughable point because you just could look at them and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, because you really care about that. You definitely really care about that. But that is what it is. What is your uh, prediction for this game? I think it's going to be the best game of the playoffs or the, like the the best game of the week. Um, I don't have a score. I don't have a score. I think the Rams are going to win with the help of the refs, but I did not put a score down. Uh, let's say right, there's not like this. Do you really do analysis and breakdown of the scores? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go 31 to 27, 31 to 27 Rams. Rams are taking it home. 
I think this is going to be surprisingly a defensive game um, just because the offenses are both going to take turns, you know, struggling to figure out playoff football. Uh, but they both have very good defenses. I just ultimately think Sean McVay has <laughs> has done, <laughs> has done it. Uh, he's actually done stuff in the playoffs. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, they're, they were begging and just, you know, begging, begging to just choke again. They somehow got that win against Dallas. You know, that fumble obviously, you know, helped or was or no fumble. But again, I think it's just gonna be a struggle. Uh there's gonna be I think there's gonna be a lot of turnovers in this game. If you could bet a prop, I'd say bet over three and a half turnovers. I think it's gonna be sloppy, but I think the Rams pull away and win twenty three to seven to eighteen. Let's get a weird score in there. Okay. Bye. All right. Um, so I'll let you do your divisional round now. All right. So we got the Rams at the Packers, the holy grail of a game in Wisconsin during frigid cold temperatures. This is the Packers' forte. I mean, the, the postseason runs through Green Bay. I mean, this is great. Uh, I think it's going to be absolutely frigid. Um, I don't think the Los Angeles Rams are going to be prepared for that type of cold. They got the Packers do win and beat that Los Angeles Rams super team 30 to 20. Oh, we're not doing scores, but I, I do think that the Packers beat the Rams in the divisional round. Um, then we got the Cowboys at the Bucks. Um, another matchup. I mean, going back to the first game of the season, that Thursday night game in uh, Tampa Bay. And now it's going to be back in Tampa Bay again. And that was a high scoring game. I do think this is going to be another high scoring game. And I think it ends the same way. I think that Brady does it again. I think that Brady leads this team to the NFC Championship. It's going to be Bucks at the Green Bay Packers, and I think that game is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Okay, so I got a throwback matchup, uh, one that Aaron Rodgers, you know, based off the history, probably doesn't want to see, hosting those red-hot Niners. But I have the Packers handling them, uh, as I usually do in the divisional round, not Niners because they don't beat the Niners, but – they typically, you know, they'll they'll make it through that divisional round game and get to the Super Bowl. Oh, not the Super Bowl. We know they don't do that. They get to the NFC Championship game. They've been good at doing that. So I think they, which would be a very good game. I think that'll that will be a very good game. But I do think they top the Niners, and then that would be a game where I see Jimmy G doing things to uh, really assure his way out the door in San Fran, and then. Now this is where it starts getting crazy. Uh, staying true to my preseason pick. Rams, Bucks, Matthew Stafford. Now, after beating the Cardinals would be his first career playoff win. Going into the home of a man who's been to 10 Super Bowls. And Matthew Stafford with one playoff win on his belt. Going into Tom Brady's home and taking out the defending champs. Packers Rams NFC Championship game. <laughs> That's wild. That's <laughs> wild. I I mean honestly say that again about Stafford. Wow, this will be his first if he beats the Cardinals. It'll be his first playoff win. First playoff win. How was it? Is he 34? Is he's 33-34. He's been in the league this long and never won a playoff game. Yeah. We'll see. Things we'll see are going to change. Things we'll are going to change when he has two. Oh, we hope. 
So what's what's your NFC Championship again? Rams? My NFC Championship is going to be your divisional round matchup of the Rams going into Lambeau. And guess what? They're going to overcome the cold. Matthew oh Stafford God. has yeah. never won a playoff game prior to the season and has looked relatively pedestrian in December. We'll get the prophecy, the Rams, to the Super Bowl to face off against the Buffalo Bills. Let me let me ask. When, when you're in the cold and you've been injured and broken so many bones, you know what happens when you're in the cold? You ache. You hurt. There's a running game now brewing for the oh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, the legend off a torn Achilles in the same year is back. That's insane. That is crazy. The defense is starting. I mean, I know that. And again, this is me staying true to my preseason pick, which sucks, uh, which is going to be a shame. But, uh, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm staying true yeah. to my pick, going Rams-Bills. We'll see. So we got we got completely different AFC and NFC matchups. Yeah, I like it. We're gonna it's getting spicy up in here. We so got who, something who do you have beating? Who do you have winning? Bucks uh, Packers. Oh, you know that Rodgers can't win in the NFC Championship game. Come on, you come a, on. so you're you're so you're completely selling out and just going chalk Super Bowl. It, it's Bucks versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and we'll see who wins. We'll see. Who do you pick winning? I got the box. Not pick a winner. I got the box. I got the box. What are you? Are you? Are you you having them about to go on a Cavs Warriors run where they're just a championship the next five years? I I mean Brady's going to play till he's fifty, so it's possible. (laughs) Brady's never going to retire. It's disgusting. I I have Rams Bills, and unfortunately, again, like I said, I'm staying true to my preseason pick. And I wish I thought this. That was obviously a future me problem when I did it, uh, because obviously. I should have thought way back when Stafford has never won a playoff game, but you know it was a future me problem, uh, and I here I am in the future. Uh, Rams putting it all together, winning the Super Bowl. So that's our our playoff recap, and then obviously when it gets broken up within you know two hours, and you know there's chaos loose, we'll get back to it. But we'll do score predictions next week when we have actual games, and uh, we'll see how we fare. But yeah, after this, after we're done recording, definitely. I mean, you could keep your bracket, but if you want an easier way, do the bracket I did, and they'll be easier. Oh, but, that's yeah. I did the bracket. I just did it after I already did this one. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, see, it's that quick. Uh, okay, this one we'll do a little quick. I don't have yeah. too many, but you know, this was just fun. It's always fun to do some callbacks. Uh, bold predictions. This was a huge emphasis we had way back again in the very beginning. Uh, do you want? Let's do one at a time. I'll let you go first. Right. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna start off with my two worst bold predictions. So I only that, had four in total, so I don't even have that much. I got five. So I mean, I the way I looked at it was when we did our standings, and I wrote about a paragraph for each team. Those were kind of my predictions for each team, and then I really had like the outlandish bold predictions. So I kind of combined those and just picked five. Um, I'll start off me predicting that the Washington Football Team. Curtis Samuel was going to go over a thousand receiving yards. Outlandish, horrific, horrible, bold prediction because I don't even think he had a hundred. So, <laughs> yeah, Curtis Samuel, my man, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then you started a couple weeks back. I wish I could find the clip. You just started shitting on him, and it's literally because you made an awful prediction to start with. 
Yeah. Uh, good. So mine, <laughs> this one was a reach. Matthew Stafford breaks the NFL single season yards record. Uh, he did not. He came in third in the league in passing, and I don't think he eclipsed 5,000 even. And so, uh, who who came in first? Don't worry about it. Could you? Could you how old is he? I think he's. 44? I don't know who came in first. Oh, he had the most passing yard. Uh, no, he didn't. Never mind. I, I don't know who came in first. I I only know that Stafford came in third. Uh Br- Brady came in first with fifty three hundred. Great. Took him seventeen games to get. I was kidding. <laughs> 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 but um. All right, so another really bad bold season uh, uh, preseason prediction. Uh, The Vikings defense is going to bounce back and make the playoffs. Um, What a joke. Massive, massive joke. Just no. So that did not happen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Your own expense even. Um, Okay, my second one, again, dealing with someone who came in third. Sorry if you just heard my chair. I promise you that wasn't me flatulating. Uh, got Devontae Adams breaking the NFL single season receiving record. You know, I, I got really bought into him and Rodgers, you know, doing their little Jordan and Pippen thing. Uh, but yeah, it didn't happen. He came in third in the NFL in receiving. He still had like 1,500 yards monster year. Yeah, but, you know, didn't, didn't break the record. So I lost. Came in third. I had one one of these predictions I put into next episode with fantasy predictions because technically it was a fantasy prediction. So I'm not going to give you guys one of my insane correct ones, but I'll give you another one. I predicted that Brady would still be looking dominant and he's never going to retire. And that was accurate. I mean, he led the league in uh, passing yards. Uh, He may win an MVP. Can you say the bold prediction word for word? Brady's still looking dominant and will never retire. Okay, so when he officially retires, I'm going to give you a call in seven years and say, oh, that prediction <laughs> was not right because he just retired. <laughs> so half right, half right. For now, full right, but in 12 years, it'll be half right. <laughs> uh, my third one, this one comes in, is coming at my own expense. For a while, we were on the watch here too, and you know he was, he was streaking upwards, and then the offense died, or the passing offense died. I had Mr. – Michael Pittman Jr. finishing top five in receiving yards. He wound up finishing an 18th. Uh, the gap probably isn't as drastic as it sounds. No. He probably only missed the top five. I mean, still by a he, heavy He hit 1,000 yards. I mean, less than – He broke 1,000. Less than uh, 500. Less than 500 yards. He did not. If you look it up, probably like close to 400. But um, Yeah, I'll take a look. You go into your, your next. So this one I'm going to hang my hat on. Um I, yeah, I, I was laughed one. at when I made this prediction. I said that the Seahawks were coming last place. They laughed at who laughed at you? I, I said that Chris Carson would get hurt, and then I said that Russell Wilson will get traded in the offseason. Well, you know what? Chris Carson sure as hell got hurt. I mean, a blind person could have predicted that, so I, I'm not going to give myself too much credit. But the Seahawks did finish in last place, and honestly, a lot of things are pointing towards Russell Wilson getting traded. I mean, yeah, this I'm going to throw it in there. If they take Kirk Cousins, we'll give you guys a first-round pick. So take Kirk and his contract, and we'll take Russell Wilson. Or so Stern, at the top of the episode, give Kirk one more chance. 40 minutes later, get Kirk the hell out of here. The only other person I want is either Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Other than that, Kirk is mine. And that's that. Well, I will so hang just, my hat on that prediction. Looked, uh, Pittman was 323 off of fifth. Which, Not bad. Not bad. Know, 
Could be better. Could be did worse. He play, he still did he play all 17? Huh? Did Pittman play all 17 games? Yeah. I mean, he, did. he got wrongfully ejected in that Patriots game. So, yeah. yeah. Take that for what you will. But it's all right. I expect more from I expect another leap from him next season. Uh, and then my last one, 50% credit here. I said Justin Herbert would also he, – he'd come in second in the, behind Stafford in the NFL in passing. He, too, would break the NFL record. Uh, for passing yards, you know, well, it would be the second most passing yards because Stafford would have the record, but Herbert would also break it. I got that part wrong, but I did say he would have the most passing yards in the AFC on top of it, and he did. So, cool right. to me for getting I, uh, half right. This was my last one that I threw in here just because I was right about it, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, Jalen Hurts, I had him uh, – I said he establishes himself as a top-10 quarterback with his legs and his arm and becomes the best of the three Alabama quarterbacks to come out and start. Uh, Hurts finished as the number nine quarterback, so top-10. I'll take that. Um, I was spot-on about Jalen Hurts, so I feel pretty good. No, no one knows your Eagles like you. Uh, nope. Nope. Yeah, those are some fun, bold predictions. We'd love to get crazy. Uh, they'll be back for sure. We'll probably have something in the off season. We're definitely going to start stewing some, you know, good segments, good discussions, topics for post Super Bowl. Uh, it'll be fun, but definitely when we get to like April or or you know, like May or June, where it's really dead. But we'll branch out. We're we're not just going to talk about football, especially when football isn't going on. So that that'll be fun. But we're still in the heat of it. Uh, but yeah, those were our bold. Predictions, uh, and I don't know if you could hear, but the cat Stern's cat is got some words. Uh, Thumper is making some bold predictions for next year already. <laughs> yeah. So we we just you know we again we're not going to break this down too much. Uh, no, but it was disappointing. Bama. I don't know if you watched. It was a boring first half. Picked up in the second half. I definitely almost lost a bunch of money, but hedged my bets and covered all the losses. But Georgia thirty three eighteen. Finally beating Bama, and I love how I picked them here, but I bet on Bama just because they were mm. underdogs, and I felt like it would have been irresponsible of me not to pick them. But in what really matters, the island sports talk, pick them's, I took Georgia, finally overcoming Alabama. And you were correct, and they won for the first time in 40 years. Um, Bama, <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> Bama, you guys suck. There, I mean, the thing is, Nick Saban at this point, he didn't even really look that mad. I'm sure he didn't even get that mad at them. He was smiling. I never, I've never, I, I just really, game. I truly think he's reached a point where he's like, he do, he knows what he is. He knows what he, he'll be he every won season. Won the SEC championship. So I mean, at the same time, it's it's not too bad. He still he knows he's got a trophy. Be, he knows next year he'll be in the same exact position, probably on the celebrating side. And you know what happens. While we're talking about this, when Bama loses in uh in the championship game, what the Patriots win the Super Bowl? Oh God, get out of here! I'm just saying, history, man. Every time that Bama loses in the championship game, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. So, uh, all right, whatever. Uh, okay. So that will wrap up the first the first half of the Big Burger special. Uh, what are your closing thoughts on this on this episode? Um, a full 18 weeks, guys. Thank you for listening again. I know it's say it time and time again, but seriously, thank you. Um, I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening, tuning in each week, giving us the time out of your days while you're driving, sitting down, whatever you're doing. I really appreciate it. And again, 
Follow me on Twitter, Stern underscore Mike. Let's talk some sports. Tag me. Let's get some things going. Let's. Uh, if you want us to talk about something, let us know. If you want us to talk about your team, if you want us to break something down, tweet us, let us know, and, and we'll get some conversations going for you guys. So I'm just looking at the, the college football playoff history right now. Uh, one, two, there's been eight champion. There's been eight seasons since it's been in, and Alabama's been in six of the championships. In, in, insane. The three and three in them. I mean, they're uh, God. He he knows he'll be right back. Uh, but yeah, just to echo Stern's thoughts. Eighteen weeks, insane. I can't believe. You know, I can and can't believe how quickly it passed. But that's how every NFL season is. You know, it starts. We're excited. You get to week ten. Then you get to Thanksgiving, and now you're in the playoffs. But don't go too far. Well, actually, you know, these will be uploaded on separate days. But thank you for dealing with our bold madness. Um, thank you for sitting through our pain and suffering of this season. Um, and, yeah, you won't be hearing us talk about the Colts or Vikings for quite a few episodes. So, like I said, that'll wrap up. Oh. I'll find a way to compare something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> slight comparisons, but there won't be too much more in-depth talk for for a while. So that'll wrap up part one of the madness. Thank you all, and peace.